0: Hello everyone, welcome to another Donoran monologue podcast. I am your solo host, as always for these, Bo. And uh, today we are talking about Act 2 of Ghost of Tsushima. So we've met our allies, we've rescued Lord Shimura from uh, his uh, from from Castle Kanada, and we're getting ready to retake Castle Shimura. And of course, Lord Shimura, the moment he gets out, uh, this crusading avenging samurai that's going to sweep the island and make everything right, According to Jin, the first thing he does is goes and hides it at his old hunting camp and instructs Jin to uh, <laughs> uh, take care of all this crap for him. So now we have a couple of tasks. We need to recruit the people of Yarikawa, who hate Clan Sakai and hate Clan Shemura. We need to get a message to Goro the smuggler in Umo- U- Umugi Cove, which is a uh, it's pretty much the Moss Eisley of Tsushima. It's a hive of scum and villainy. And we need to get Jin's armor back. The first, so uh, I'll just go through these in the order that I did them. Uh, the first thing I did was I went and got Jin's uh, ancestral armor. So you go to Jin's ancestral home, Omi Village, uh, the home of Clan Sakai and their holdings. You go and you walk into your old home, and the first thing you see is the armor on display in the front room. Jin is immediately filled with em- memories. He has the flashback of his father's death. Again, where he felt powerless and that he couldn't do anything. Uh, Yuriko comes out believing that he's a bandit. Yuriko is his beloved caretaker from when he was a child. She's an elderly woman now. Um, she is overjoyed to see Jin. She's glad he's come back, and she and a couple of other family servants have been keeping the land safe for Jin while he was away at Komoda. She thought he died. She's overjoyed to see that he survived. Jin takes the armor back and you open up a quest line with Yuriko where you uh, she talks to you a lot about your past. She talks to you a lot about your father and your mother and how you were when you were a child. Jin has, was apparently uh, a little bit of a mischievous child, never outright uh, rebellious or anything. Jin asks that Yuriko... Yuriko explains that she, she makes poisons. She makes poisons to use on rodents. He asks if there's poison strong enough to work on human beings. She explains that this is a dark path. She doesn't want to see him go down. And he's like, I'm just doing what I have to do to get rid of the Mongols. Yuriko agrees. And Jin, at one point during this quest line, reflects that his father would be very disappointed in, uh, you know, how he's handling things. Because he knows that Lord Shimura is. Yuriko explains that Jin's father was a... it's very different from Lord Shimmer, and that they were always butting heads. She says that his father was more creative, and had more of an imagination than Lord Shimmera. Jin takes some sort of com- comfort in this. So, as we go through uh, these quest lines, uh, Yuriko reveals herself to be suffering dementia. She clearly has Alzheimer's of some kind she's not dealing well with it so uh like all the characters all the characters in this game are touched by trauma of some kind um and uh so yuriko just happens to be suffering from uh you know uh, alzheimers and it's it's handled very well in the game um which i think is is good uh to have a real it's not just used as a plot device it's actually heartbreaking to see this woman go through this and um, you know, I think a lot of people in the world can relate to this because uh, most of us know people who have gone through it. Uh, my my grandmother, my late grandmother, went through it, and so uh, to see it handled insensitively, it's not necessarily that it like. I guess it doesn't offend me, but it's like, come on, like this is more than a plot device. Like you should handle this a little bit better, and I I, th- I think they did. And so Yuriko, as she does this quest, as you do this quest line with her, she. Frequently starts to confuse Jen for his father. She thinks she's talking to Jen's father a lot, and uh, it, it's 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 revealed eventually that um, they had something. I don't know if they were lovers per se, but there was a romance there between her and Jen's father. And her last quest line is she wants to visit her mother's grave and pay her respects. It's on top of a mountain overlooking uh, Tsushima. So you get to the top of this mountain and she asks that you sit with her, and she still fully believes that you're Jen's father. And she has a conversation and Jen finally just gives in. He's not correcting or anything. He just goes with it. I am Kazumasa. I am my you know, I'm who you think I am. It's fine. She can't see at this point, and she's asking Jen to describe what he's looking at. And he, you know, you have you could look at different waypoints from this vantage, and he tells her. And uh She comments on, you know, stuff from their relationship and everything. And she brings up a story about how uh, Jin uh, fell ill when he was a child. And how they were very scared that he wasn't going to make it. And she remembers holding uh, Kazumasa's hand through the whole night. And little Jin's hand. And so, after all is said and done, Jin asks her a question. She doesn't answer. She's dead. He buries her there on top of the mountain. And uh, it's just someone else that Jin has lost. It's a very sad scene. Um, he found out... Sure, he found out a lot more about his own past by finding out all this stuff, but he's lost someone else. and But this one's different. It, it had nothing to do with the Mongols. It had nothing to do with the invasion. It had nothing to do with the Arakawa. This was a natural loss. This was just something he was going to have to deal with. And with that, Lord Shimra is the only person from his past that he has left. He has to serve Lord Shimura. He has to do what is right. But at the same time, what's right isn't going to work. He has to defeat the Mongols. He has to get them out of Tsushima. So you go back, and uh, Yuna has a quest line. And we're going to find out a lot about Yuna. And what we find out about Yuna was the first thing she wants to do is contact her uh, friend that runs an inn. So you go and you contact this friend, and you save her from her from the Mongols there and she's like no you've killed me they're gonna come kill me when they see all these Mongols dead I was keeping them drunk and and sated I was surviving you ruined it by fighting back Jen's like no we have to fight back there's a big fight she tells Jen to be wary of Yuna because Yuna runs that's what she does you go with uh you you find out about this warlord that controls this area and you're gonna kill him But Jen confronts Yuna. What does she mean by you always run? Yuna tells them that when they were kids, they... So, Yuna and Taka's mother was an alcoholic. Don't know much about her father, but her mother was an alcoholic that beat them. She beat them so bad one day that she broke Taka's arm, and Yuna ran away. While running away, they encountered some people that offered them to work on their farm. Turns out they were slavers. Yuna and Taka were literal slaves. They, uh... They were found by a uh, I don't I think he was called the Black Wolf or something, and he's a slave or he sells slaves. So they sold sold him to this they sold them to this farm, and growing up there, they knew this woman from the inn, uh, who would eventually grow to be this woman from the inn. And they always promised they'd escape together. And when they finally did escape, at one point she tripped or fell behind, and Yuna saved herself and Taka. She didn't go back for uh for the uh, for her friend as they promised yuna is racked with guilt about it and the woman still hates yuna for it but as jen explains you were a child you did what you had to do to survive and you were just a child there's no shame in what you did it it, it was natural you can't blame yourself for that and yuna says is running part of the samurai way and Jin kind of reflects that there's a lot of things that aren't part of the samurai way but they're what we have to do to survive so the ghost is growing and we get to a mission where Yuna you get to the slave farm. And Yuna's like we have to go in and kill the slavers. They're working with the Mongols now. These were the slavers that in, uh, imprisoned her as a child. And this is one of my favorite missions in the game and Yuna explains I can't do this. I can't go in there. I can't face this. And Jen's like and I will go and take your vengeance. Don't worry. I'll go in there. And she says, Jen, you have to make them scared. Don't kill the guards. Go in, kill the three slaver brothers and do it without being seen. That way, the Mongols, the slavers, everyone knows that no one is safe from the ghost no matter where you are. You can't even sleep. No amount of guards will protect you from him. Jen's like, that's a great idea. And that's such a cool concept. That's so ninja, right? Like, it's just adding to the legend of the ghost. And so Jen goes in. And he does it. He takes all three of their heads without being seen. He comes back out with the heads. They put them on a pike outside the camp, and Yuna causes a ruckus. The guards come out. They see it. They're terrified. They fall down. They're crawling away. They're scared to death because the ghost is back. Um, Yuna then says, we're not done yet. We got to kill the, sl- the man that captured us and sold us. So you go and you confront the man that did this. He's on a boat and a dock. You fight through all of his guards. You get to him on the boat. And he's like, listen, whatever you you think I did, I didn't do. Which is like the most guilty thing you could say. And Yuna confronts him. She faces him very bravely. And it turns out that when this man had them before he sold them to the slavers, he sexually abused her and Taka. Even going as far as to sickeningly say that Taka was his favorite. Eunice strikes him down and kills him right then and there and so we this is when the game takes on a new shift the game isn't about the brave and boldness of the samurai it's about the very real effects of war and how it affected real people Jin who has had a traumatic life of his own his father died before his very eyes he lost his mother when he was very young Uh, he was orphaned but he was also raised in a castle he was raised in this you know he he was raised with regardless of the fact that he faced trauma he was raised with privilege and he's seeing how much this trauma affects people when they have no support net when they have nothing he's seeing it's almost sort of uh it's almost sort of motorcycle diaries the video game uh in certain aspects and Jin is very... The game is doing a very good I know I'm rushing through this, but the game is doing a very good job of explaining that Jin is seeing how people on Tsushima live. And the people of The samurai code and the nationalism that he was raised with is fading out. And a need to protect these vulnerable people is strongly settling in his heart. And he's starting to realize that a samurai... A samurai not only is not going to protect these people, but that's not even their job. That's not their job because his uncle is constantly reminding him that they need to reestablish the shogun's law. That's what they need to do. It's not about protecting the people. It's about reestablish the shogun's law and showing these people who they need to look up to. But at the same time, he has all these tender memories of his uncle. His uncle's a good man. He really is. He lives by his word. But his way is not the way that's going to give Jin what he needs out of life. And it's not the way that's going to expel the Mongols. The game is really pulling you in all these directions. And it's done so well. So you have your armor. You've helped Yuna out with her little side quest. Uh, By the way, I forgot to mention at Castle Kaneda, you rescued a monk named Norio, a warrior monk. This warrior monk Norio was thrown into a pit with his brother, who was also a warrior monk, and 16 of their warrior monk friends. They were all in this pit. It was very traumatizing for them all. You freed them, and now the warrior monk wants to liberate these temples and and get these temples back. And he wants to do it in memory of his brother, who was killed by these Mongols. So you're going to have Norio side quests as well. I forgot to tell you about that. We'll get to those. So... You go to Umugi Cove, you hire Goro, and you take Goro to meet your uncle. Your uncle's like, awesome, let's get him to shore. You get him to shore, he gets in a boat, he's like, I don't know that I could break the Mongolian blockade, but I'll get your message to the Shogun. So, the blockade is about to destroy Goro's ship. You find a Huacha, which is a uh, Mongolian weapon that fires several fireworks. It's awesome, you can demand it and everything. Lord Shimura chastises you you are going to use a weapon of the enemy not a samurai Jin flatly looks at lord Shimura and says if i don't goro dies in the water and your message never reaches the shogun lord shimra agrees reluctantly but also emphatically he knows fully what he's agreeing to he admits that this way is the only way to get goro through you and Jin do it the message gets through I mean, you and Shimura do it. The message gets through. Lord Shimura reveals that his message to the Shogun also contained a request. He wants to adopt you as his son. He wants you to be Jin Shimura. He wants you to take his holdings, his name, his, his legacy. That's what he wants for you, Jin Sakai. Jin is honored. Jin spent his entire life growing up from the time his father died, growing up in Castle Shimura, Training with his uncle to be the mightiest warrior of Clan Sakai ever. He fully and wholly wants to be the heir. All he's ever wanted his whole life is to be this man's son. This man is everything to him. Yes, uncle. Yes, I, I want to be your nephew. So the last thing to do is to recruit Yarikawa. So you go, and it's time It's time to get Yarikawa on your side. There's a warlord that's laying siege to it as we speak. Jin sneaks into the town with Taka and uh, Yuna going to through a way they used to sneak out of the city when they were children. It's a secret way in and out. Everyone immediately is like, wait a minute. Uh, you're not a samurai. They all died at Komara Beach. And he's like, no, I'm Jin Sakai. And they're like, Sakai? Great. You go to meet the uh, leader. And the leader of Yarakawa says, look, it's not a big deal. They're going to go away. They're going to get bored of Yarakawa. Yarakawa always survives. Jin's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Whatever. Um, we'll take care of this. So Jin goes out and destroys the siege weapons on his own and fully realizes that the the big attack is going to come and you and Yuna spend the night drinking, sharing a moment together. And Yuna and Jin's relationship is fantastic because they're never shown as anything more than good friends. They could have made a cheesy romance out of this so easy, but they really didn't. It's not even really heavily implied. Like they're just really good friends. They're two people from two opposite parts of life that are brought together by tragedy. And they form a very real friendship through that. Taka is, at this point, has come to worship Jin. He fully believes in the ghost. The ghost is the first thing in his life that he's ever been able to believe in. He's all about it. So you go and you defend Yarakawa in this big battle scene, and it's awesome. And the leader of uh, the Mongols finally faces you, and you have a duel like you always do in this game. And a duel is your ghost weapons are disabled, and you just fight with your fighting stances. You cannot use ghost weapons. You're fighting a fully honorable duel. You do this with this uh, Mongol leader, and you beat him. And the Mongol leader, of course, is like, hey, no, we're here for the great peace. You're you're destroying your chance, blah, blah, blah. And Jin, you have a, a new option. You could slaughter him. Says I talked about this on Monday. You do the slaughtering and you go into ghost mode for the first time. And Jen is screaming at the people of Yarakawa. Take up your arms. Chase the enemy out because they're terrified of the ghost at this point. He, they slaughtered their leader. He's slaughtering them. They can't stop him. The, the Their rumors have reached them. The ones that uh, Yuna had sewed back at Komatsu Forge. And the ghost is here in front of their eyes now and they're terrified and they don't know what to do with it. But the people of Yarakawa are watching. And they're like, oh my god. It is it, it, it is him. And you chase the invaders off. Yarakawa is free. And Jen turns around and says, We need your help at Castle Canada. Please help me as I helped you. And one woman yells out, We are not soldiers. And Jen hollers back, No, but you, you follow the ghost. Look what you did. You're not soldiers, and yet look what you did. I didn't do this alone. You guys did this with me. Follow me to Castle Canada. Let's take it back the people are overjoyed. They're like, hell yes, let's go to uh, Castle Shimra, sorry, and we will join you, and we will fight these invaders from our home. We will follow you, Ghost. So you've got uh, Yarrako on your side. Now, about the Norio side quest, I really like the Norio side quest, because Norio is one of the allies that's going to join you for the rest of the game. He's going to join you retaking Castle Shimra and he's going to join you in your third act as well. Norio is a very humble monk, but He has a lot of attachments, man. He loved his brother. His brother was everything to him. These traditions are everything to him, and the Mongols stand between him and those. So you do a lot of these where we really explore the way of a... uh, We really explore this Buddhist monk mindset that he has. We really explore the warrior monk mindset that he has. And uh, we find out that he would never swing his Naginata in anger, ever. He says that. He fights to preserve peace and he is at odds with another uh, character, another monk in his order, a healer, not a warrior monk, but a healer named Hochi. Hochi hates violence. He hates the weapons that cause violence. He will oppose them always. He will heal a Mongol or a Japanese. It doesn't matter to him. So you, you rescue Hochi with Norio on one of these quests and Norio and Hochi have a very strong uh, disagreement. And at one point you have to, defend the town of Akashima and you do it in a very ghost way. You set up traps and kill them with stealth and everything. But the big thing is Hochi before you undertake this mission to defend Akashima, he says, I will not fight. And so Norio and Jin tell him to go hide with the villagers. And he says, I said, I wouldn't fight, but I'm no coward. I will not hide. The invasion happens and you meet up with you, you you fight back the enemy again and you meet up with a Norio afterwards and Norio is despondent and Hochi is dead. Norio tells you that a Mongol came up behind Norio. He didn't know and Hochi took the blow for Norio. He died for Norio. When the Mongols reached down to the pit to drag someone out to kill, Injo got in the way of Norio. So now Injo and Hochi have both died for Norio. Men who, men who lived to their ideals to the very last breath. Men who not only lived for what they believed in, died for what they believed in, but died for Norio to continue their legacy. That weight is on Norio's shoulders. He asked Jen at one point during these quests, oh, how do you deal with it being the last samurai that survived Komoda? You have a couple of responses, but the response I took was it's almost impossible to hold that. He's like, I felt like I had to be a hundred samurai all at once, but we do what we have to do. So Norio's quest line for now is ended and you go with Ishikawa Ishikawa is coming closer to finding Tomoe. We find out a little bit more about Ishikawa through these. We find out that finally Jin finally confronts Ishikawa about uh, his retirement. He's like, no samurai would retire willingly. It turned out that one of Ishikawa's first students, a student of Clan Nagao, the finest archer archery clan on uh, of samurai on Tsushima... One of these uh, people put down a bandit rebellion way too fiercely and used too much force and shamed his name in doing so. There were two options. Shame a samurai of the clan, a major samurai, or shame one of the samurai retainers who taught him how to use the bow that way. Ishikawa took the blame and took a retirement. He basically took a forced resignation. He's still samurai, but he doesn't serve his lord any longer. Because he took that retirement to block the shame of the young Lord Nagao, who used, who was too brutal in his methods. And the blame had to go somewhere, and they weren't going to put it on a samurai. So even though Ishikawa wasn't at fault, he had to take the blame for that. And now he feels he has to take the blame for Tomoe in her uh, defection to the Mongols. He wants Tomoe dead. Jin is not sure. Jin seeing a lot of things. He's seeing it a lot of times when Tomoe could have been more cruel and she didn't. He's seeing times where it's clear that Ishikawa was too hard on her. Maybe Ishikawa pushed her. Ishikawa gets extremely angry about these accusations or they suggest anything suggesting that Tomoe is anything less than a monster he does not like. He has to kill her. He has to maintain what it is. Jin confronts Ishikawa that he may not be perfect and Ishikawa has one of the best lines in the game. He says, "You think we're perfect." Lady Masako, Lord Shimura me, but only a child expects perfection as elders. We make mistakes, Sakai. He says, and you do too, and that's just part of life. So the whole time in this game, Jin is becoming disillusioned with the way of the samurai. He's starting to see that it's not perfect, where he was raised that it was. It had to be. His uncle taught him that growing up. The samurai are perfect, Right? It they, they can't be because I, I was told they were. So that circular logic is starting to break down in Jin's head. The last quest we have in this act with uh, Sensei Ishikawa is you actually catch Tomoe. You chase her all the way to a cliff. And before Tomoe is standing at the edge of the cliff, she turns around. She's wearing a mask so you don't see her face. And she says, Jin, be careful around Sensei Ishikawa. See that he doesn't push you too hard. And she jumps off. You go back to Ishikawa. He's mad that you didn't kill her, but it's whatever. We'll, we'll keep trailing her. It's fine. Back to Lady Masako. You kill even more conspirators, um, including one that apparently beat his wife and his child. He got them killed to escape. You kill him. Blah, blah, blah. We're finding out more and more and more. And uh, the monk Junshin is becoming more and more implicated in these. He seems to have been giving information, but the monk Junshin, turns out he's completely innocent. He's giving information to honorable people who are asking innocent questions that's as far as he knows masako won't hear of it he has to be guilty he's in on it jen tells her that she's going insane she doesn't believe him he's like you're blinded by revenge and she's like what about you and th- there's a lot of that with these characters is these characters are going too far and jen sees them going too far but he is too so he doesn't really have a leg to stand on so anyway uh masako at one point she is attacking Jinshin after killing someone, after killing another one of the conspirators. She's attacking Jinshin. Jin stops her. He's like, look, this is all a mistake. It looks bad, but it's not as bad as it looks. Masako is furious with him. She wants Jinshin dead because that'll make her feel better. Get out of her way. You have a duel with Masako. It's a very emotional boss battle. You beat her. And after you do that she's like, I've lost the only friend I had. I'm so sorry. I, I, Jin. I don't know what to say. Jin hands his sword back. and says, let's find Junshin and just ask him some questions. Let's just do that. She says, you're still helping me after all this. And he says, yes, I understand what it's like to lose my whole family. But then before he leaves, he goes, and lady Masako, don't ever try to kill me again. She says, of course you go and you confront Junshin. Junshin reveals who's been orchestrating all of this. Lady Hana, Masako's sister. Masako thought her sister was amongst those slaughtered at her family home, but she admits that the face of what she believed was Lady Hana was so disfigured and destroyed that she couldn't quite recognize her. So now she's faced with the fact that her family's dead because of her family. It's very sad. She's not sure what she's going to do. So it's it's time to do something And that will be handled in the third act. So all the players are in place. We have all of our allies. We have the message sent to the Shogun. The Shoguns, uh, Samurai have arrived. All we have to do is go. So we go to Lord Shimmer's camp. We talk to Lord Shimmer and he says, listen, they found Ryozo. We know where he is. You need to go and confront him and take care of this. Jen agrees. Ryozo's my problem. I was the one that tried to get him to join. It didn't work out that way. I'm sorry, I'm going to go take care of this. He goes to Yuna and says, Yuna, I need you to uh, help me here. And she's like, I'm sorry, but we got Yara Kaba to side. Your uncle is making good on his word to send us to the mainland. I have to go with Taka. Jen says, I understand. It's my problem. I'll take care of it. So you go to conf- uh, confront Ryuzo. And this is based on information that they found. Turns out that was planted information. Ryuzo wants Jen to show up. Ryuzo asks Jen to join them. Ryuzo refuses and Ryuzo, uh, Jin refuses to join Ryuzo. Ryuzo hits him in the back, knocking him out. Well, sorry. You get to the fort. Bah, Sorry, guys. You get to the fort, and turns out Taka has followed you. Taka's like, I can't leave without helping you, Jin. You've given us everything. Jin's like, no. Go away. You're not trained for this. And Taka's like, I have to do something. I can't just stand here. This is my home, too. Jen's like, okay, that's fair. Please be careful. Jin and Taka get captured through Ryuzo's treachery. And it turns out the Khan is here. Khan comes out. You're tied up to a stake. Taka's tied up to the other stake. The Khan says, join me, Jin. That's it. Just join me. That's all you got to do. Jin refuses. He, The Khan lets uh, Taka loose, gives him Jin's katana, and says, kill him and you walk free. That's it. You're a free man if you kill him. He walks away. Taka's got the sword pointed at you. Jin looks at Taka and says, Taka, run. Taka shakes his head and says, no, he won't run. He turns and swings on the Khan. He has no combat training. The Khan knocks him to the ground, steps on his back. Jin is screaming and crying. He can't let Taka die. It's a very emotional moment because you know how much Taka means to Yuna. You know how much Yuna means to Jin. Taka wasn't ever trained as a warrior. His whole life has been trauma, and here it is. It's going to end right before he had his chance for a good life. The Khan doesn't make this any easier on the player or Jin. He cuts off Taka's head, holds it up to Jin, and says, your friend died because of you. I'm going to, I'm going to leave, but I'm going to come back, and you are going to join me, and you're going to end the slaughter. Taka's dead. Jen screams as the Khan walks away. Jen eventually gets loose. He's able to get loose of his ropes. He goes over. He takes the straw hats were left to guard him, by the way. He goes over, he takes his gear. The last of the Straw Hats are guarding this fort. You've slaughtered all the other ones. And Jin is just chanting, kill the Mongols, kill the Straw Hats, kill them all. He's gone absolutely crazy uh, at this point. You kill all the Straw Hats there. Yuna shows up saying, Taka left. I saw his note saying he was going to join you. I didn't know where he is. Jin says, Taka's gone. She says, I don't believe you. She runs and he's trying to stop her from seeing the body. She sees it. She gets mad. The game shocks you. And I think it shocks Jin too. She gets mad at everyone but Jin. She's mad at everyone but Jin. You bury him. And as you're burying him, you're overlooking the valley where you buried him front, Buried him in. She asks if Taka was brave. And Jin answers honestly that he was braver than any samurai he'd ever known. He died a hero. That doesn't comfort Yuna but she's glad that he at least died standing up for what he believed in. And she decides that there's nowhere for her to go. She's going to help you to kill the Khan and free Tsushima. Jen says, that's good. You go back, you tell Lord Shimura what happened. Lord Shimura tells you that Taka died a hero and he will be honored. But now is the time to ride on castle Shimura and none of that ghost stuff. You ride with, uh, one of the shoguns, uh, one of the shogun samurai that arrived for the mainland. And he tells you that you've done good, but now your uncle has samurai. There's no reason to continue with this ghost stuff. We must reestablish the law of the Shogun. The people believe in this ghost, and that's wrong. They must believe in the Shogun. And that's what we're going to show them at Castle Shimra. Jin says, let's leave politics for after the war. How about that? And the samurai agrees. And you get to his, your uncle. Your uncle says, let's go retake Castle Shimra as father and son. You go. All your allies are gathered. You take Castle Shimra back. And it's all going really well. It's pretty good. You guys are, everything's going fine. And you've pushed them back to the last part of the keep, and there's a bridge to cross to get to that last part of the keep. This is great. Well, um, but before that, sorry, there's a little story beat before that. Jin has to scout ahead. He does, and he drops down. He uses poison darts to poison two uh, guards right next to a Mongol leader. He drops down, stabs the leader in the back, cuts off his head and holds it up and says, do you see that? This is what you face. Run, you cowards. And they're all running in fear. Turns out Lord Shimrod had opened the door right behind him and saw that whole thing. It was like, Jin, this, no. And But Shimra, more than being outraged at Jin's dishonored, seems embarrassed because the Shogun Samurai saw all of that. He's like, listen, you can't do this. Stop. It is not the way of the samurai. Jin says that's the only thing these, these invaders understand. Shimura says no. No, 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 no. We don't do this. Now we've seen several cutscenes at the con explaining that he understands the way of the samurai and he's going to use it against them. He's going to use their code against them. They're predictable. The problem with the ghost is that he's not. So we're pretty sure that Jin's way is working and Shimura's isn't. Anyway, you go through, and there's one final push. It's a bridge. It's going to be very simple. So your, 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 your uncle sends men over the bridge to push back their forces, and the forces on the bridge of the Mongolians willfully retreat. They just run the moment they see forces approaching. Jen's like, something's wrong. Your uncle says they fear the samurai, and Jen's like, no, this is a bridge. It's a perfectly defensible position. None of this makes sense. They have all the advantage here. We have none. Why are they retreating? The Mongolians load up horses with carts of explosives, send them out onto the bridge, and blow the bridge up. Hundreds of commons died. Hundreds of Yarikalms that agreed to follow Jin, who believed in Jin, threw their lives away. Jin knew there was something wrong. He asked his uncle to pull back. His uncle didn't because that would have been dishonorable shimmer is outraged he says we will patch the bridge and send more men over and jen's like are you insane they're just going to do that again this isn't the way to do it and shimmer's like there's no other way to do it without honor jen's like you threw these men's lives away if you only listen to me and shimmer says enough he just cuts him off jen goes to talk to his uncle in private after all this and he says listen this is ridiculous. We have to sneak over there and do something else. We can't do this. Shimra's like, that is not the way of the samurai. They have a big disagreement. Shimra tells him that he's being controlled by his emotions and slaps him. He immediately regrets after slapping him. He's like, Jin, I'm sorry. Jin says, we're finished. And Jin walks off. Jin tells Yuna that it's time for the ghost to take care of this. Yuna says, well, I have I had a gift that Taka made for you. I didn't know if you wanted it or not, but I guess now is the right time. And you finally get the... Ghost armor that Jen's wearing on the cover—it's one of the coolest armors in the game. I love it, and Jen agrees. And he agrees. The best way to do this is he's going to poison everyone over there in the keep. They're having a big celebration because they know that the bridge is going to be finished till morning, and they're just going to do—they're just going to blow it up again. They're going to win no matter what. They could do this forever because the samurai is going to just keep trying the same thing over and over again. So Jen's like, during their celebration, I'll poison their drinks. He goes, you sneak through without being seen all the way to their drinks, and you poison everyone there. They're all dead, and it's Wolf'sbane poison. It's extremely painful and horrible. They're all puking blood out and dying. Jen's like, this is gruesome, but it was the only way. You go into the keep. Ryuzo's in the keep. You have one last duel with Ryuzo, and Ryuzo's like, listen, it doesn't have to end this way. Tell them I was your spy, and I could join again, and everything's good. And Jen's like, are you kidding me? I've killed all your men. You willfully betrayed us. You You've gone too far in your betrayal. You've killed innocent people in your betrayal. Lots of innocent people. And now you want me to lie to get you back in good with Tsushima. No. Ryuzo was a weasel till the end. and Jin's heartbroken to see it. They were childhood friends. They grew up together. Jin, finally, you, you beat Ryuzo. He's sitting there and Ryuzo's like, Jin, it didn't have to be like this. He grabs her shoulder. He's trying to be your friend one last time. And Jen's like, no, it didn't have to be like this. And he stabs Ryuzo. Ryuzo's dead. (laughs) Jen's now lost his childhood friend, his caretaker, his parents, his home. His relationship with his uncle is not going to recover from this. He knows what's going to happen when he sees his uncle after this. But he also knows it was the only way to save the lives of the people who followed him. (laughs) It's a messy situation. It's bad. He comes out. And Yuna is there to help you. She's behind you. Your uncle confronts you. And he says, Jen, what is this? He's walking through, seeing all this poison, seeing all this death, all this dishonorable death. The Shogun Samurai are surrounding him. He's embarrassed. He's outraged. But honestly, he's also heartbroken. He looks at Jen and he says, what have you done? This is this is outrageous. But, but he comes in close and he says, I know she led you to do this. The Shogun's going to demand a head, Jen. It doesn't have to be yours. We could blame all this on her. You'll be fine. So, it, it's shades of Lord Nagal. Yes, you are living without honor, but we can pin it on someone else. And in this moment, Jin, he loves his uncle, but he sees something. He's seeing a hypocr- hypocrisy that he didn't know would be there. Jin's fully ready to answer for his crimes, but he's disgusted to hear that he could just pin them on someone else. Jin still believes in the way of the samurai. He just knows it won't work in this Invasion. But the idea that he would pin it on Yuna is more dishonorable than anything, even poisoning all these people without a fight. He tells his uncle that he won't. He hands Yuna his katana, tells her to run and find out where the Khan is hiding. She does. And Jin says, and Shimra says, Jin, you have to do this for me. We could be father and son. Jin says, I am not your son, I am the ghost and he gives himself up for surrender. Shimra walks off sobbing. He's his heart is broken. This is everything he ever wanted. He he knew it was everything that Jin wanted. It's not an easy situation. Shimera is not an evil man. He's just who he is. Jin's not evil. He's just who he is. That's these two warriors are going down different paths and it's breaking both of their hearts. But Jin knows he's doing what's right. And this game is doing a very good job of showing us that doing what's right is not always easy. Lord Shimura takes the notice of the adoption. He burns it. He tells the guards to capture you. And that is the end of Act 2. Guys, please join me tomorrow for Act 3. And we'll be wrapping this series up. Uh, Guys, check out the links. Like, share, and subscribe. And we'll see you tomorrow.